Welcome to The Walking OG, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the popular long-running series The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting Season 6, Episode 4, entitled Here's Not Here. Here's Morgan. (laughs) This is a hard one for me. I'm still upset about last week. How, How have you been feeling about it? How do you feel about them not... Showing us anything about Glenn or... I I didn't like it. I have to tell you, the first time I watched it... Well, you tell me first. What did you think overall about this episode four of The Walking Dead? I thought it was typical. I thought it was interesting, and I'm glad they showed us how Morgan came... Didn't he mention it one time? Didn't somebody ask him and he said he run into some guy that showed him how to use the stick? And He might have. I don't remember that. But I was curious because remember when we first met Morgan, Morgan's just a normal guy with his son, Dwayne. And then you see him later and he's a crazy person, right? He was semi what he was when we see him at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, Morgan was, uh, I mean, when he saved Rick in the very first episode, he was a regular guy. Right. Yeah, and he, you know, he's, he was traumatized. I mean, his wife and children, his wife and son got killed, and, you know, in a probably dramatic fashion. Right. And, uh, you know, his wife was a zombie. He couldn't kill her. Uh, yeah, he couldn't kill her, and because he couldn't kill her, she came back and killed his son. Right, and he was... So then he had the notion of kill everything. Kill everything. But but of course he took that a little too extreme. I mean he was a little he was a little he went to crazy town. But what I'm saying is in the in the zombie apocalypse you don't decide uh that that you're going to adopt some kind of new code where all life is precious because uh obviously all life out there is not precious. Well, as every instance is showing him as we go along, that's shown time and again as we go along with him. Um, But anyway, I liked the episode. I thought the first time I watched it, I was kind of annoyed because I just really didn't care that much about Morgan. I want to go back. Morgan was a beginning character, right? But he wasn't like... A long-running character. We've seen him in, you know, a handful of episodes. somebody you got to know. Right. Yeah. So, they have killed off or not, we don't know anything about Glenn. And Glenn is somebody who's been in probably every or almost every single episode the whole time. And you care about that. And then suddenly they put us in a position to have to stop and change gears and focus on Morgan. I'm glad to know what changed Morgan. I'm glad to see how that worked out. But I hate where they put this episode. If they had put it as the number one episode in the series, I would have loved it, maybe. If they'd put it maybe somewhere else where you're not just really traumatized or concerned or whatever about Glenn and Maggie and how that's going to be handled, then I would have liked it a whole lot better. I felt like this was a mistake where they stuck this episode. I wonder if these people do get paid per episode or paid for the season. If they do get paid for the season, you'd want them to work because you want the guys who are getting the ratings, you know, in every episode. So it lends me to believe that they get paid per episode. 
I would be really surprised as big as this show is and as much money as the show has made if they were quibbling over who is in what episode. That would be a surprising thing to me. But, of course, I don't know the answer to that. So but you think Rick made money off this episode? I just, I would think that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he did or not. I don't know. But I just wish they'd put the episode somewhere else. If they'd put it somewhere else, I would have cared a whole lot more, and I would have been able to connect with Morgan a whole lot more in his story and what happened. Where they put it, I think, was a mistake, because they really made people mad last week. And nobody liked last week, and then this week they just try to divert your attention from it. And you can't divert people's attention from... They know what they're doing. They know everybody's attention is on what happened to Glenn. I just think something, I would have probably really enjoyed finding all this out in a different scenario. Although, you know, it wasn't perfect, but it was good. I thought it was good. I, well, I mean, you know, having one of my little rant, I thought it was good too. I mean, I like the, the martial arts, uh, you know, theme mm-hmm. of the show. And, and I, it was it was an interesting story, but it was a little stupid. I mean... You know, he, Morgan would have only had to ask me about three times to kill him before I'd have jammed that stick through his eye. Well, that's what I was saying. Him saying, kill me, kill me, kill me. Morgan could have killed himself at any point along this path he's taken, right? Yeah. He could have thrown himself on one of those sticks, <clears throat> thrown his head through it on one of those sticks that he's out there on. I mean, he could have done something, uh, fallen off a cliff. He could have done something to have killed himself if he really wanted to die. When he was out there and so traumatized, he felt like his mission was to clear, which we found out what clear is now. It just means kill everybody in your path. He really feels like that's why he was left on the face of the earth, I guess. Which I did like uh, Eastman in spite of his idealistic um, ridiculousness. Yeah, you couldn't help liking him. I thought Eastman turned out to be a great character. I wish that he kept him around maybe longer than just an episode. That even felt hurried to me, even though it was a long episode. We see backbiting hurts more than just people's feelings. Hmm. But up bump. But up bump. Well, when the show first comes on, we see Morgan, and it says now, and he's talking, and you, he's kind of talking at the camera, and then it says then, and it goes back to him like alone and he's talking and he's not really he's nonsensical right I mean yeah. did all that stuff I mean you can tell he's like maybe talking to I don't even know who do you? you mean the beginning <clears throat> yeah at the beginning I kind of suspected he was had saved that 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 wolf idiot yeah and he did and I kind, of, I kind of suspected that. Yeah, that's good. I didn't. But it said now. But then when it said then, it still showed him doing this like nonsensical talking with nobody around. Because they didn't show anybody around when they showed now. And then they showed then, and they didn't show anybody around. But Morgan's still talking. It's like he's muttering to himself and everything. And then we see him. He's running through the woods, and he's hunting and all that. And the word clear is written everywhere. And he's... Get, he's Showing us what he's doing. He's clearing everybody. And then you said those two guys were chasing him. I've watched it twice, and I didn't see it either time. I must have been distracted. But they were trying to sneak up on him. Yeah, and he ended up killing these two people, even though they were, particularly the second guy was fearful and all that. So he's killing humans as well as zombies, too, and he says later on he was. Mm -hmm. And then he sets up that perimeter with the sticks, and he's burning zombies and all that. 
<clears throat> and that's when he hears the goat. And the goat brings him to Eastman's little yeah. paradise little cabin. farm there in the woods. And the guy keeps talking to him real calmly when he comes up. And Morgan's just not having any of it. Nope, not a bit. Morgan keeps shooting at him and trying to kill him. And the guy's just telling him to come in and have some falafel. Last chance. Yep. So... The guy finally gets him. He and he gets him with a stick. So that's how he ends up doing. We got to get some of those sticks. I want a stick. Yeah, I do. I'll go out in the yard and get one right well, now. You Just you keep podcasting. I'm going to go whittle us a stick. That's what we do around here. We whittle sticks. Then we have a commercial, and we come back, and Morgan wakes up, and he they, he's in a prison inside this cabin. Now, did you think that was weird to have this prison inside the cab inside this? idyllic cabin in the middle of the woods yeah did you yeah i honestly tell me how weird this makes me because i didn't even notice it as being out of the ordinary for a long time into the episode it was like oh okay there's a prison well i knew we were going to find out why and morgan finally asked why well right but he's he he just keeps screaming kill me kill me that was one of the most annoying parts of this. I know. Eastman should have accommodated him. This whole episode, he just keeps screaming. I mean, for what? An hour of the hour and a half episode? He's asking to be killed? We find out that the goat's name is Tabitha. Tabitha, yeah. Wasn't that the kid's name on Bewitched? It was. Yeah. <laughs> what made you think of that? That's the only other time I've ever heard the name Tabitha used. Really? Yeah. I kind of like the name Tabitha. Well, um, until I saw the zombie chowing down on Tabitha's gut, gut, goat guts, I did too. But now I'm traumatized forever. You know... Just kill me. As, <laughs> as soon as this uh, episode went off, evidently before it actually went off in real life, there was a Tabitha the Goat Twitter, I heard. That's pretty neat. So Tabitha the... Zombie eating goat has a Twitter account. I've heard if anybody wants to look that up. But the guy finally tells him his name. His name's Eastman, and he tells him that he was like a what a forensic psychologist or something like that. I don't remember exactly. What yeah, for the prison said. system. Right, and he was the one who determined if people got out on parole. Right, if yeah. they had been rehabilitated, if they got released or not. If they were eligible for release or likely. To be repeat offenders, I think is what he said. Right. And so that's pretty much all that he told Morgan at the at the beginning. And But he's, he's bringing Tabitha inside, and he doesn't want Morgan to hurt Tabitha and stuff like that. And I thought that was kind of odd. I don't know why you would bring the goat in there. Yeah, he was a forensic psychiatrist. And he asks Morgan what Morgan does, and Morgan says he clears. That's why he's here. And the guy calls him on it. Eastman calls him on it. He, I mean, what a great person to run into, right? Eastman? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, out of wanna, all the people. If you're trying to kill everybody, and you, yeah, he's a great, turned out to be a great guy for Morgan. To run well, into yeah, him. I mean, because Morgan's obviously traumatized by everything he's been through, and he's, going down a pretty bad path where he is and he runs into this forensic psychologist right who's going to living in the woods in a cabin with a goat who's going to help him and tomatoes 
And I think he might have had cucumbers, too. Yeah, and uh, some other stuff. Although he was no good at cheese, we see. He got good at cheese, remember? Was it good? I thought you he said it was remember the okay. very last, we were close to the end, he nailed it, and he was sitting oh, there eating he? it. Oh, yeah. did I didn't know. I did yeah. not know. I'm so glad, though. Yeah. It just fills my heart to know that before Eastman... Perished. Know, yeah, perished. He succeeded in his life's goal of making good goat cheese. But he finally tells Morgan that the the jail isn't even locked. That he's just... Been in there the whole time. Yeah. And I thought that had a big psychological meaning in that what... You know, how, how we're all kind of held, held captive right, by our own... Mind. Yeah, and yeah. our and what we believe our and our thought yeah. process. I thought, it, I thought like there that. was also a great commentary on that. That the only limitations are between our uh, ten inches between our ears. Yeah. Yeah. I that thought was, that it was very. Uh, when you brought that up, it was it was it was really cool. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was one of the more thought-provoking parts of this episode, certainly. But Morgan opens the door and he charges him. I mean, he's just still, he's ridiculous. So maybe Eastman should have not told him for another day or two. What do you think? How long was he in there before he told him? Just a couple days, you think? I don't know. Well, it wasn't long enough to get a new shirt. And, I don't know if you noticed or not, but he didn't have a bathroom in there. Mm-mm. So, I don't, know. I don't either. But then we go to a commercial and we come back and Eastman and Morgan are fighting. And... Of course, Eastman is able to overcome Morgan in strength, and but not before Morgan breaks a piece of plaster that's on the wall that we later find out was a real sentimental thing from Eastman's daughter. Right. She drew on the wall of her house, and he uh, framed it, and then he went back and got it after uh, he realized that the, the world had come to an end. Right. In his words. Isn't that a nice thing to do? I never thought to do anything like that when the kids scribbled on the wall or something like that. I never thought to just stick a frame around it. Uh, I mean, it's already there. Yeah, you're not remembering the kids scribbles correctly. (laughs) I guess our kids weren't the Picasso that Eastman uh, daughter was. No. But once he overtakes Morgan, Morgan goes back in the cell and closes the door. Eastman tells him to sit on the funny, couch, yeah. and he just goes back in there. But it was another commentary to, I think, now tell me if I'm armchair Freudian just a little bit too much, but here he was, he was locked in this box of his own mind, right? People set up their own boundaries, and you better not mess with them. Right. And then Eastman told him that he was never locked in there, so he came out, and as soon as he came out, he went crazy, and so he put himself back in that box. Mm-hmm. And when Eastman opened the door, what did he do? He shut it. He closed the door again. So he wasn't yet quite ready, I don't think. But Eastman leaves, and Morgan is charged while he's still in the cell with watching out for Tabitha, who's outside. And here comes the zombie, and so Morgan goes out and he protects Tabitha. But in doing so, he tears down a tomato plant and something else. I don't remember what else, but yeah. He's been the fence, I think. Yeah, I think he tore down a part of that fence and, and a tomato plant. So Eastman starts telling Morgan about a Cato 
Am I saying it right? Aikido. Aikido. And he starts telling them the story was kind of interesting. His he had been through a traumatic time, and he'd come home from work, and his daughter called him like outside crying. He was so upset, right? And his daughter comes out there, and she um, she gave him a rabbit's foot so he would feel better. She said because she had won it and it made her feel better that day. Won it some little school thing, and the next morning he found a flyer for Aikido and he started doing the Aikido and it did help him he said and he wants Morgan to learn it because it will help them make a trip that he can't do alone we don't know yeah. anything about that and that was weird that was weird the guy's been there how long I mean the zombie apocalypse has been going on for a good little while now and the guy just kind of stayed put right yeah but now he has a traveling companion well that's a good point but he doesn't know where and he acts surprised that Morgan even asks him where but then he brings out the ever-popular Goo Goo Cluster. Yeah. Aren't those made, like, right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or am I mistaken about uh, the Goo Goo Cluster? I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, if not here, certainly down there in Georgia. I was thinking that they were made in Chattanooga, but I, I could be wrong. I don't think they were made in Chattanooga. No? RC Cola and Moon Pies are. Moon Pies yeah. are? I thought Goo Goo Clusters. I don't think so, but you might be right. I don't know. Okay. Goo Goo Cluster is an American candy bar created in 1912 by Howell Campbell and the Standard Candy Company in Nashville, Tennessee. We're not in Nashville there, sports fans. No, I know, but we're pretty close. The disc-shaped candy bar contains marshmallow nougat, caramel, and roasted peanuts covered in milk chocolate. If anybody doesn't know what a Goo Goo Cluster is, you should maybe bet it's made in Nashville. So now we know. Made in Nashville. Uh, Paula Dean from Nashville? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Okay, we find out that Aikido means not to kill. I know. Oh, God. And they go into uh, this whole thing about how all life is precious. Yes. And that's why he doesn't even kill animals anymore and why they're eating oatmeal. Uh, oatmeal and burgers. After Morgan came out of the cell to save Tabitha the goat, he starts... He starts dragging the zombie's body off and comes across that makeshift graveyard that Eastman's put in down there. I don't think he knew it was there before then, but he always saw Eastman dragging the zombies. Maybe he thought he had a fire pit or something, but it was this makeshift graveyard with everybody's name on it. And um, he starts digging graves, and Eastman comes up and thanks him and takes the guy's wallet out, the zombie's wallet out. To look at his name. You know, you think for a minute, there's no point in robbing the guy, Eastman. You know, those, that credit card probably isn't going to work anywhere. But Yeah, I was curious about that, too, until he, you know, pulled his driver's license out. And you knew he was just looking for his name. Yeah, he's he's making little head markers or whatever, little wooden, wooden headstones. headstones. yeah, wooden headwoods. And then he asks Morgan to fix the garden fence and the tomato plant. And then he leads him to his spear that he has fixed and he gives him the stick anyway you can tell that they're sort of kind of getting some kind of rapport at this point even though Morgan's still yeah Morgan's still halfway in crazy town but then Eastman and Morgan are sitting and talking about Eastman being attacked and how Aikido saved him that guy um, there was one particular guy in prison who was very charming, and he came up for parole. I think his name was Wilton. 
and he came up for parole, right? And everybody thought he was like this really good guy, but for some reason Eastman could see through him. And when Wilton saw that Eastman could see through him, then he attacked him. Is that how that happened? That's correct. And because Eastman had been doing this Aikido, because his daughter had given him rabbit foot and he'd found the pamphlet and he'd been doing that as as a way to relieve stress and all that, he was able to fight this this prisoner off. Keep him from choking him. Right. With a technique that's used right. in Aikido, yeah. So, then he was also able to tell the parole board, don't let this guy out. And, you know, and he kept him from being released because he had been attacked by him. And so, he's the one who kept the guy from being released, or so he thought. And then the guy broke out. And when he broke out, he went straight to Eastman's family and killed his wife and his son and daughter. Killed them all, yeah. And then he just walked and turned himself back in. It wasn't to get out. It was just to destroy Eastman's life. Yep. Because Eastman um, found him out and exposed him and blocked him from getting out. Right. So the cell that was made by him in that cabin, he made that cell. He had intentions, right, to put the guy in there and watch him starve to death. But then he said he came to believe that all life is precious. Yeah. And that's where he said that's why we're having oatmeal burgers. But Morgan doesn't buy it at all at this point. He says, well, you're pretty good at redirecting. Then we go to commercial and we come back and Morgan and Eastman are gathering supplies and Eastman asks Morgan who he lost. Or do you think Morgan just making a comment on um, what he was able to get out of Morgan? How he was able to redirect Morgan? Or do you think he was making a comment on hmm. how he diverted the conversation? Or do you think Morgan's just making a comment on, you're good at this redirecting thing because you're redirecting me? That's interesting. I didn't think of it that way. I thought he was saying That's that... That's why it's good to podcast with somebody else. So. Oh, in places just doing it myself? Some places just doing it by yourself, yeah. I felt like he was saying that he was good at redirecting his own anger, his own thing. But he could have certainly been talking about him as well, how he had redirected Morgan, or at least was in the process of... I don't feel like Morgan thinks he's been redirected at this point. I don't think Morgan feels like he's been redirected until the very end. I think Morgan still has those feelings of... I don't know, what would you call it? Post-traumatic stress, hate, anger, rage... uh, Irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. He may, he may. There, there may be a little irritable. Can you imagine the food you'd have to eat in not a zombie pod? Well, there's not a lot of meat anyway, so that doesn't matter. But the point is, how does the sewage work? You really want me to explain? No, let's not talk about it. Because I can tell you. No, I don't want to know. But Morgan and Eastman are gathering supplies, and Eastman asks Morgan who he lost, and he gets him to say his wife and his son's name. And more, uh, Morgan kind of breaks down when he does that. And so it was Jenny and Dwayne. And then Eastman wants him to start practicing the Aikido right now. He says, let's do forms right now. Mm-hmm. And they were in an odd place. You know, they were out there where Morgan had stayed with the bodies and the uh, just kind of out in the open. So it was, but they were frequently out in the open. So I don't know how that was that different. But a zombie comes up. 
and Morgan says it's all, or Eastman says it's all Morgan. And Morgan goes to do it, and it's that guy that he had just strangled to death. And so, he has one of those things. What is that thing he's doing where, like, the the edges of the screen kind of fade out? That's a trick they do with the camera. Yeah, I realize that. But what's that trying to show us? It's trying to show us something. He was having, like, a panic attack or... Hyper-focused or hyper-not-focused or... I don't yeah, know. it was something, though, but I never could really tell exactly what they were trying to get us. I think get that's when that. he's deepest into crazy town. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I could probably go along with that. But he just stands there. It's like he can't do anything with this guy because he recognizes it flashes back to the guys. Mm -hmm. He's choking him and... Yeah, but he's going to kill the guy once, so why not just going to kill him again? I mean, well, right. Now it's a mercy thing. Before it was just a self-defense. zombie shows confused. That's on Z Nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Eastman comes, pushes Morgan out of the way, and then he gets bit. Mm -hmm. So Morgan really did, was the end of Eastman, wasn't he? In a way. He was. Even though uh, Eastman had said, I will not let you kill me. Remember? Yep. Earlier? And then Morgan went kind of reverted back, right? He reverted back to the way it was before, and he was saying, I kept saying, not here, not here, right? He kept saying, not here, to practice Aikido, not here. And he was just, like, freaking out. And that's where Eastman says that thing, uh, here's not here, and loads the zombie up to carry back. Okay, that was the title of the show. What but do you think? he had already written that on rocks before he ever ran into Eastman. Before he ever met Eastman, that was written on the rocks, remember? But what do you, I, I thought I saw it. I wasn't sure it was before, but what do you think that meant? What does here's not here mean? That was the title of the show, and I here's not here? I don't know. So Good question. Here's not here. I mean, I just don't understand what... I, I, I never did get it. Well, how about the... I'm living in a alternate universe, and this reality is just not acceptable to me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't think they made it... They didn't make it clear enough for me to be comfortable even. A lot of that rambling that Morgan was doing wasn't, wasn't very clear, which I guess right. makes him seem even crazier. Well, then Eastman goes off with, you know, pulling the zombie, wants Morgan to come back home, and then we go to commercial, and when we come back, Morgan's running through the woods, and you see him kill a zombie, and then after he kills the zombie, he comes across two people that the zombie was chasing, and the guy's on, it's a guy and a girl, and the guy's on crutches. And they have chicken noodle soup and a bullet. Hey, what more can you ask for? Well, evidently, nothing. And... Morgan kind of took the stick toward them like he was going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And then they offered that, and then he kind of got like a weird look on his face and everything. And I, I think that's where Morgan realized he had changed. That's how I took that. Yeah. That was where Morgan... Because I think before he was actually confronted with it, he didn't know if he had actually changed or not. And then he was confronted with that, and he was able to not clear these people and kind of continue then on. they said thank you. Right. Well, Morgan gets back to the cabin and he finds poor Tabitha. Zombie food. 
I know. Not only couldn't couldn't that have waited until at least after Eastman, you know, kind of. Because I mean, does Eastman have to now see Tabitha gone too? Yep. But Morgan kills the zombie, and then he takes the zombie and Tabitha to the graveyard. And East, Eastman's there digging the grave for that zombie who bit him. He's there digging a grave yep. for the zombie who bit yeah, him. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. Now look, I've got nothing against uh, social liberalism. I'm in favor of it. I think. I think. Uh, I'm kind of a social liberal, but this. This ridiculous notion that in a, an apocalyptic situation where everybody's trying to kill you, you're going to adopt some idea that uh, this this new method of living where oh life is precious. Let's have an oatmeal burger. Morgan takes Tabitha to the graveyard, and Eastland's there. He's digging. Eastman. I keep look what I've written. I know it. The whole time that's what I thought his name you was. You didn't even spell it right. Eastland is what I put. I East. thought his name was Eastland. So some Norwegian hairdresser or something. <laughs> Eastman. <laughs> but Morgan sees that Eastman is tired. East, He's Eastman, like me. He's tired. <laughs> Eastman is on his way out. And Morgan takes over the grave markers for the guy who... Oh, and then, and then he sees the marker, the Wilton marker. And... As he sees that, he realizes that Eastman probably did do something to that guy. And so Eastman comes up and continues on with the story. He says he found him, you know, on the side of the road. That They continued to let him work the flower plots, and he went by and he got His him. prison in. job that he talked him into, yeah. And he put him in that cell in there, and he watched him starve to death, and it took 47 days. I mean, he remembers the days, and then he was gone. And Eastman says that's when he was where Morgan was, when Morgan got there. And then he says what he did gave him no peace. He found peace when he decided to never kill again, never kill anything again. And then he went back to Atlanta to turn himself in, and that's when he found out that the world had ended. And that's when Morgan said, but the world hasn't ended. Aww. And that's when Aww. Eastman was happy because he felt like, Okay, Morgan I have. Had graduated. Right. He snatched the pebbles. Yes. From Eastman. From Eastman's hand. Cold. About, about to, to check out. Hot, yeah. So then we go to commercial and we come back and that's where Eastman's telling his story about how he walked 30 miles for that piece of drywall that Morgan just, you know, cracked. And it's the best thing he ever did. And he tells Morgan that he could stay there. There's enough... Uh, resources and everything to live out his life, but he shouldn't because people are what matter and blah, blah, blah. And then he says there's a gun outside in a lockbox somewhere and he's ready. And he gives Morgan the rabbit's foot that his daughter had given him to bring him luck. What kind of beautiful situation would that be, though, to have that cabin during the zombie apocalypse to just stay there? I would do that. I don't believe that people is what it's all about in a zombie apocalypse. I would, if I were wifeless and childless, I would find a place like that and stay there. Yeah, but it's like Eastman said, though. He said, you're not always going to get gracious visitors like you were, which is kind of mocking. But what he's saying is, people are going to come upon him and it's not going to be good. I mean, you'd be ever vigilant and you'd be alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I don't know if I'd want to. I wouldn't want to be alone. You might feel differently. I would not want to be completely alone. If it were me and you, then that'd be okay. Mm -hmm. If you had somebody else, but just you alone just sounds... I mean, I would think you would go crazy, right? Didn't you ever see Castaway? I mean, completely alone? You get a volleyball and start talking. I mean, you know, you're fine. How about uh, Last Man on Earth? He's had a series of balls. You know, the little tennis balls, the volleyballs, soccer balls. He's talking to all of them. He's perfectly fine. Is he perfectly fine? No, I think he's just absolutely lucid. And then he went back and he begged every, all the other people to let him back in. Yeah, but that, that was... Yeah. That's because he missed everybody. Well, I... I think you would. You're not a rock. So I think Morgan was there at least several months. At least several months. Yeah, because I think it would take you a good long while to learn Aikido first. And second, when he went in, it was cool. I mean, it was warm, right? He didn't have on any kind of cool weather clothing. Maybe mm -hmm. he just didn't have any, but he didn't have any on. And then when he left and he's walking away, at the end he has on a coat. But we see Morgan passing the marker of Eastman. And he has done Eastman's marker. And he pulls out the rabbit foot and he looks at it. And then he sees the fateful railroad tracks that we've seen. Leading to Terminus. Terminus that we saw. Yep. yep. And, then, and we know Terminus isn't... It's a bad place. Isn't the happiest place. Mm -mm. And then he goes back to Morgan talking to the guy who you were right last week that he did not kill... Because all life is precious. And he's got him in some kind of like holding cell. It looks like in the bottom of maybe a church or something. Some kind of big building like that. And it's got like metal and stuff. Like metal doors and stuff like that. Well, it's got a metal kind of semi-screen door. It's nothing, nothing uh, really solid. But Morgan is telling the, the wolf who is asking if he thinks he could... That things could work out that way for him. He's really baiting Morgan at this point, right? Yeah, he's just playing with him. And Morgan's trying to play Eastman with this guy. Yeah. Well, and it's he's, not having it. This guy is he's uh, not similar Morgan. to the way they portrayed the guy that Eastman killed, Dallas Wilton or whatever his name is. What do you mean? He's pure evil. Because Eastman made it a point to mention to Morgan that he had interviewed 825 people over the course of his tenure there at the jail, and he'd only run into one truly evil person. Ooh, yeah, I've that. Morgan's sitting there looking at his one truly evil person, but is unable to, um, pun intended, pull the trigger and end this miserable waste of a life uh, for the good of everybody. So Morgan's pouring over it. He's walking out, and it's just heavy on his mind. Well, I didn't take that. I didn't get that it was heavy on his mind. I felt like Morgan had sat there, and he had told him this big, long story, this hour and a half long that we sat through story, and the wolf pulled up his shirt and showed him. That wasn't a bite, or was it? It was a cut. It was an injury. Right, right. But it was a good, a good injury. And it was an old injury. And so the guy was like sweating and chilling and shaking, so you know, and all that kind of stuff. So the guy was getting sick, and 
you know, any kind of abdominal injury in a place that you don't have some kind of pretty serious antibiotic, you're dust, right? So, um... <clears throat> But the wolf tells him, even through all that, he says that even if he doesn't die, that he's going to have to kill Morgan. He's going to go back to Alexander and kill everybody there. He's going to kill the children. And then he even makes it more personal to Morgan. He, he says, mentions Eastman's children. Right. Which, of course, is going to touch a place in Morgan's heart because Morgan lost his children and they'd kind of... Shared that. Right. So I I put down that Morgan's mad... And because he feels like he's put all this time and really tried to reach this guy. And he gets up and he walks out and he locks the door. And, but he looked at the key. Did you notice that? Like he might not lock the yeah. door to see, kind of put that guy in the same place he was in. Right. But he did lock the door. He did. But now see, I felt like he was locking the door as if to starve the guy to death in there. That's how I took that. Like Eastman did... I don't think he's going to starve this guy. But then he walks away, and they're screaming, right? Open the gate. Is that what the guy it sounded was like Rick, didn't it? Was it? I don't know. Sound, I, sound I thought it was the guy in the place screaming to no, open the gate or no. open the door or whatever. No, no somebody okay. talking about opening the main gate. I think it was Rick's voice. Okay. Okay. Well, remember, they were, he was running back or coming back. Okay. Know. Yeah. Well, yeah, who who knows? It's yeah. been two weeks now, and you're just upsetting me again. But next week, it looks like we're back with everyone. Um, well, we don't see Rick. In the preview, anywhere. No, but we're back with the gang, with the with the it's main not, cast. It's yeah. not just Morgan. Yep. It was a long episode, and it was a good episode, but it was it was long, and I mean, I'm glad to know it about Morgan, but I'm going to say it again. I really wish that they had told us at another time. I think it would have impacted me more if they could have told me when when I wasn't thinking about other stuff. Yeah. Well, normally I would like that. I've always wanted to hear about Morgan. Remember when Morgan was gone for season? It seemed like after season and we talked about wonder whatever happened to Morgan. Remember wonder whatever happened to Morgan and his son. I remember. So we wanted to know and then when he came back and he was so changed we wanted to know but we just it just wasn't the time to tell us, I don't think. So I'm really, even though I like the episode, I'm still just really frustrated over the week before. We hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our The Walking OG podcast. My Twitter is at Michelle from TN. And Mike and I are sharing one Twitter right now, so he can be reached at the same. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so subscribe to us and keep in touch. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We love to hear from you and get your feedback. So, until next week. Next week is called, I think it's called Now. That's the only thing I could find on next week. Huh. So, maybe we're just back in the present again. I don't uh, know. That would be good. But that's what, that's, that's what I'm... Saw, I think it was on IMDb. It said it's just called now. So, do you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. Okay, until next week. Until next week.
Good night.